A few days ago, um, someone came over to me and asked me where my father was. I told him he's out of town. He's been out of town for the last little while. So the person asked me, "Wow, he travels so much. Who, who, how, how does he? Where does he get a car from? Where does he stay in hotels?" I told him he doesn't drive. But it brought me this this question: like, why are you asking about the petty details and not about? And not about the Iker, what, what's he doing, why does he travel so much? You're worried about where he's staying. This idea is something that the Rebbe asked, that many people, that the Ramam asked, about people that are looking into what is going to happen after this world. And Yemesim Mashiach, and Tchiyas Mesim, after Tchiyas Mesim, everybody's very, very busy trying to figure out um, how are the people going to come back up? How are they going to wake up? Are you going to be with clothes, without clothes? Are you going to be poor? Are you going to be rich? What exactly is going to happen? And the Ramam doesn't really like it so much. It's not so much about the idea that they're asking such questions, because these questions are uh, brought down to Gemara and Mepharshim. They answer these questions because they forget mostly about the main point, was trying to figure out what is Tchiesa Mason, what is Elam Haber, what are these, what are, what's going to happen in these times, how do I prepare for them, what does it mean to me today, what is it going to mean to me then, not trying to figure out what actually it says. So, um, today we're going to look into this idea of what is Chiesa Mesim, what does it mean to us, based on a letter that the Rebbe wrote to be published in a magazine in 1945 in Tashin Hay, um, called Kevit And maybe another time we'll speak about what is going to happen to Chiesa Mesim, the questions that, were, that people always want to know, how they're going to, how old the person is going to be when he, when he gets up, etc. We'll talk about another time. One of the points that we're going to talk about over here is why it says that Chiesa Mesim, what's the idea of Chiesa Mesim, resurrection of the dead, that means that people that are, not al- that are not alive today, they're going to wake up in a body. So what, what's the importance of a person, Tchiyas Mason, being with the body? If the ultimate we're trying to reach is to, uh, all that we're doing now in Gaulus is trying to get to, to Mashiach. And after Mashiach there's going to be this Tchiyas Mason, which means that this is the ultimate goal that we're trying to reach. Why does this ultimate goal have to be with a, within a body? It's explained in many places. The reason is because in this world, the, a person does, the way that we get to, to Mashiach and get to this area is through doing terror and mitzvahs with the body. So therefore, it's only fair that the body should reap the, re, reap the reward. And when Mashiach comes, his ghost is going to come back, not just some spiritual world, it's going to be a physical world. Now, although that answers why the body gets it, it doesn't explain why why this, this timeline is going to have to be with the body. What's so important for its for it to have to for a, it to be experienced with a with a soul and a body. So we said before that chiasamesim is sort of a reward time, right? The body gets the reward for being for, for doing the mitzvahs. Of, of the neshama gets the reward for doing the mitzvahs. Also, this is a time that man is going to reach his completion. He's going to finally re. Um, climb up to how complete, how good, uh, uh, achieve what his goals were in this world. 
and he's going to be a full person. It's brought down that it's going to be like Adam Rishon before he sinned, and even more higher than that. And and we're going to reach this, and that's what Chiyas Mesim is. Finally, the body's going to come back in a much more refined state. And these ideas actually go hand in hand, because as we as we um, as we grow in ourselves, we go our entire humanity and each person personally. He's constantly trying to reach new heights, to achieve more. We're trying to be more produ- productive in the world, trying to to get a, a higher state. And sometimes you get stuck. And then Hashem, once you reach as much as you could have reached, Hashem helps you. As the saying goes, that if a person sanctifies himself a little down here, we're, gonna, we're going to sanctify you much, uh, much more, help you much more in the world to come. Or as the wording in Kabbalah and Chizis is, that there's this idea of an asrusadullah. There's an awakening on a, up on a high that calls out to a person and it makes him want to do. And that's asrusadullah an awakening down here. But then there is that after a person does, there's this idea of an asrusadullah awakening from on high that comes down through, from what you did. Hashem gives you back strength and power and, and to be able to achieve much more. So what's it if so this idea that the reward and reaching our potential are sort of hand in hand because the only way to reach our potential is through getting through the reward through the help from an high. In general, what is this idea of a reward? When you give someone a reward, when you pay someone for something he did to you, did for you, the only way to know if the payment was good is based on what does it mean to you this payment? What did you gain from it? Someone gives you something, he says, I'm going to pay you something, but I'm going to leave it locked up in a safe that you have no code for somewhere on the other side of the world. It means you can't show it to anybody, there's no enjoyment you can actually get out of it. It's not a very good reward. It could be a huge sum of money, but if you have no access to it, it's not worth it, and most people won't do a job for that. So, based on a, based on what the enjoyment that you can get from the actual thing, or through the actual reward, you can know how good it is for you. What do I mean? People get paid the money. It's not, it's not about the money. It's about what you could get from the money or the status you could get from the money. But it's, the money itself is not, is not the end to me. So what you could buy through this money, someone tells you that they're going to give you a million, I'm going to pay you a million for this aspect. You have to find out what currency is going to pay you in it because not a million isn't, isn't real, a real sum. I was on Merkish Lichus once and we went into a place and we wanted to change the currencies from American dollar bills to, to another currency. So we figured we'd change like $100 to be able to use. So we spoke to the concierge in the hotel and he said, if you want to, I could give you one or two hotels that would carry that amount of money, but you'd have to go as soon as they open up. Because after that, they don't have that amount. I said, why? He said, because a dollar is somewhere around the realm of 10,400 rupees in the place. So if you want to, if you want to be able to, to, to get your million, they don't carry a million rupees in every single bank mm-hmm. after eight o'clock in the morning. I said, what are you doing? He's like, you're just paying dollar bills. That's how the currency works over here. No, this was, if I'm not thinking this was either in Laos or, or Cambodia. I think it was in Laos. I think it was rupees. I don't remember what, what's another, what's some currency. One of these countries. 
It was Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, I think it was. Um, so, so you have this idea. What is? It's not about the number. It's about what you can gain from it. For example, uh, if a person is working, not for money, he's working for something. He does a job. You know, and, and instead of the, for the job, you're going to give him food. Or you're going to give him clothes. Or in a, more, a higher form, if a rabbi, someone helps out a rabbi, and he and he tells him. That in order, instead of paying you, I don't have cash, I can't, but I could teach you. We'll sit and learn. If you help me with a few small jobs, I'll pay you off with, with learning with you. Or even a higher form, if it says, I'll teach you the way of life, how you could come to your, how you could come to what your goal is. I know what you have to do in this world, and I could teach you, I could show you the path to this way. Now, since physical, um, a physical, Wealth is, is is very very limited. It's very it's only what you have. On the other hand, the spiritual, a more um, a, 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 something that they give you in more a learning type of form is much is a, is much greater. So teaching someone a trade, teaching someone something is technically much better than just giving him some food because he can actually use it if he doesn't need it for right now, but he can use it for life. And teaching someone to come to a a um, a, a, a feeling good for life because you know where your what your path is, you know how to get there. That's even higher than just teaching you someone a trade because you feel you have a good feeling. But in all three of these examples that we gave to you. It's one of two, but it's the same idea. Something is, get, is getting is get, is is getting enjoyment from it, either the body through food or your or your soul through knowledge or through a path to life, a self-help point, whatever it is, you are gaining something. But as we are all limited in our abilities, we're all stuck in a box. So the amount of knowledge you can get is all within your realm of understanding, where the excitement, the contempt, uh, the, 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 what you can get is all within your abilities. Then there's something higher. If you're able to connect to, to, uh, to your Creator, if you're able to connect through a mitzvah, doing a mitzvah, we're able to connect to Hashem. Now since Hashem is not limited, He's out, it's sort of is the only way that you can get out of your own box. And Hashem will, will refine you and make you complete in a way that's much greater than what you could get, what you could do. And that's what we always say, that Skar Mitzvah is a mitzvah. That the ultimate reward of a mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. Because through a mitzvah, you're able to go out of your little place where you are, your, um, your boundaries. You're able to build to something much greater and come to much higher things. Now, since Hashem was very nice to us, He gave us a Torah, which shows us the pathway to be able to reach this, to, to be able to get above where we are, through the Torah and through mitzvahs. And Torah, which is the idea of teaching, teaching us a pathway, and God, uh, and, uh, brings in a person from the moment he is born until he passes away. It teaches you everything exactly. You know exactly where you're going, where you're coming. We're using this word of completion a lot, that a person comes to his potential, he comes to where he can. What does that mean? Now, potential is based on not what a person does, but what he's meant to do. 
If you bring a person into your house to, to, to build a nice kitchen and he builds the most beautiful master bedroom in your house, it, he didn't complete your house. You're missing a kitchen. Or if you take a, but on the other hand, if I take a, 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 a few, if I show you something and I ask you, is this a complete object? You'll say, one second, what were you trying to do? Were you trying to make a chair? It looks like a chair. If you're trying to make a table, you really failed. So the way to, to realize if a person's up to, uh, something is up to his potential is based on what it was brought down for. What were we all brought down for? The whole reason of creation and why every single person was brought down was that Hashem should be able to finally have a dwelling place down here. What does it mean down here? It doesn't mean physically down here in this world that we're somewhere physically lower because God doesn't really have a physical realm of space. It means the lowest form of godliness. You should be able to bring godliness into it. Into something that, can, that, that views itself as a... as a... as... That's Dabranifer, that's a yesh. That's something that is totally separate from God. Our idea is to make it nullified to God. And through that, Hashem could be able to come into it. And this is really the ultimate and the foundation of why we got the Terra Mitzvah. It's brought down. That's the reason why the Pasuk says, That's the reason why Hashem commanded us. It was in two weeks ago's parasha. And the reason why Hashem commanded us to do all the mitzvahs is for one goal, to fear Hashem, to, to have to subdue ourselves, to bring ourselves to Hashem. This would be the reason why we find that a lot of things in Torah mitzvahs were brought down in physical aspects. It's the idea to take something in the Torah in a physical scroll. And I saw somewhere from the Mittler Rebbe, a beautiful vert, that he says that... As we go on, we, we could actually tangibly see godliness in this world, penetrating this world. Not just looking around this world and realizing that there's a God, you can see it's penetrating. One of the things he brings down is Tzfilin and, and a Torah. This idea that, if you, that Torah technically is just a hide of a skin of, a, of an animal. The, the, the ink is herbs. But you put them together, and you do it in honor of a Torah... And um, if even a safer, a, a book falls on the floor, we, we freak. And we wouldn't even think about what could happen with that. Because all of a sudden, this thing became holy. We see this is a godly thing. You can't, how can you, how can you desecrate in such a way? You see that godliness penetrated to such a, a form. It was brought into this world, into physical aspects, physical material, physical parts, so that we should be able to flip this over and make them vessels for godliness. Um, for starters, we were taught. It's a good reason. People that we trust uh, told it to us. Um, there are times that we see it. I mean, we had a Rebbe that was exuding holiness, and we were able to see it left, right, and center, doing things that were beyond nature, doing, showing a, a way of life that was superb, that was um, regal. Um, 
we'll talk about a little bit later about the idea of knowledge, actually being able to know about godliness. Physically, we, it's very hard right now. That's one of the aspects we're going to talk about when Mashiach comes, it's going to come. It's a great reason to want it to come. Um, but, yes, right now, the, one of the ideas that we said is about godliness is about Bittal. There is a lot, there's re- answers for it, but it's not for the topic of today's class majorly, and when it gets to the topic, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But, um, yes, we said a second ago that the whole idea over here is to have Bittal. It's to be nullified, have Kabbalah cells to do things because that's what it is. It's a very scary thing, but on the flip side, the Rebbe always points out, just a quick answer, there's many, um, that... We saw this all. Each one of us, at least we're told that, so you might want to play that game a card, but um, at least millions and millions of Jews saw holiness coming down on Mount Sinai. We were all there, but we might not remember it, but it was millions of Jews. It wasn't just one person, 13 people, or anything uh, else, one else that physically. It was a full nation saw holiness coming down. They told us what they saw and transmitted it to us. Exactly. It's very hard to, to make up a story that, that 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 so many people saw, and so many people transmitted to their children that they saw it. Um, full nation um, transmitted from generation to generation through to, to te- tell you that you did that. Let's say, Yeah. But the the Holocaust denying and, and atheism isn't the subject of today's conversation uh, you know, speech, so we're gonna move on. My Bobby, they got this, they got the tattoo. Hundred percent. Anyway, so back into the class. There's a story of the Friedrich Rebbe that the Friedrich when he was a young child, didn't really have a big connection with his father. His grandfather passed away when he was very young, when he was three years old. His father wasn't feeling very well after that, and the Rebbe Rashab, and uh, he had to travel. And he wasn't home much. It's brought down, so the Friedrich says somewhere that when he was five years old, his father once and came back after a pro- very long trip, and the Friedrich didn't recognize him. Then he says, that it's just, my father was, uh, um, gave me a schuss, Merit at a certain point, when he was like 11, 12 years old, the, Friedrich, the Rebbe Rashab took him under his wing, and he would help him with how to grow. And the Friedrich Rebbe says that he used to speak to me, we have conversations, he would ask me things, and he was always pushing me to do a drop more than what, where I was holding, to just grow, to grow a little bit more. So he didn't let me stay where, with what my abilities were, he would always push me to do a drop more, he would speak to me. He was the son of the Rebbe Rashab. Well, it, there was a few years in that he was away a lot. Yeah, he also wasn't feeling well. It could be that his face changed. He got better, and he and his face changed. I don't know. Who, I understand. Who, who didn't recognize who? The Friedrich didn't recognize his father when he was five years wow. old at one point. Um, so there's this idea that throughout that that Hashem challenges us, a person, when you're born, you don't have all the mitzvahs. Hashem challenges us to slowly, but slowly, to go, to grow, to get better, uh, to, 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 to build up your, 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 who you are, to build your personality, to build your, your Yiddishkeit. And you go from, from, from one level to another, you're co- constantly climbing. 
And we said that there's also the reward that you get for it. Hashem also gives you the ability to receive this word so that it will, as you go higher, you're able to receive sort of a spiritual light of these revelations of godliness, which that's the ultimate form of reward. On a higher and higher level, the more you learn, the more you, what's it called, the more in tune, so long as you do it the correct way, the more in tone you'll be with, with godliness. There were sometimes that, like we spoke about before, about when the Matan when the Yidin, when the Yidin received the Torah, when we went out of Yitzhi Sashrayim, that the, that Hashem shined the infinite light that wasn't, uh, infinite light that wasn't, um, based on what we did. But that's very, very unique situations. In general, the world is not just a person, but also the world is in a general form moving closer to the ultimate of being refined to how it is. There are times that the world, especially since there's a man, there's man in the world and man has, um, has choice. And we don't always choose the right form. So there's times that the world falls. Like we said before, the Holocaust would be a good example. That the world falls. But in general, if you look at the last 5,000 years, the world is moving to a much more complete, a more complete form where we're, we're getting better. I know this week's events may put the damp in that, but it's just... We're not going to talk about it. We're not, we're not talking politics on the, on the class. But humanity is getting much more refined, much better, much more progressive as we go. There are many, many people who are fighting against, they're resisting. You're right. You're right. But on a on the uh, but if you look at it, take a hundred years as a period, you'll see that in general we do move more progressive. Maybe not. We're not. I don't want to use the word progressive because it's connected to liberalism. But we're we are moving forward as a as a society. We are moving forward. The human race is moving forward, and. A per, the only way they fall down, I said, is through a person. But then the idea is that through a person, through doing trova or getting back, you could uplift the places. It's only for a little while we fall, and then we could have, we could get back and we could continue our going up. We could, um, and we could get to our stature of where we were before as humanity. But all this is a very concealed form. We don't actually see it, as we said. Where do you see holiness? We don't actually see it when. In the world to come, it's going to be revealed. And in this, there's, in general, there's three terms. There's three times. There's this world, there's Mashiach, and there's Tchiyas Amesim. Um, there's when Mashiach comes. The time now is a time that we are fighting between good, uh, between, um, between spirituality and people, uh, yesh, and being, and feeling that you, that you the ego, Versus, good, uh, um, and between good and bad. This is the time, the time of the fight. Tanya speaks about it a lot. How our Aveda now, our service, what we're trying to do now is is the war. Our our point now is the war. And there's times that we're, we fall, times that we climb. When Mashiach comes, so I saw an interesting verse from the Rebbe. The Rebbe asks, "What do you think Hashem ra- rather?"s Hashem rather's. So Gemara that asks, what do you think Hashem rather the Masem Shal Sadikim, Masem Shal Rishayim? Does Hashem rather the deeds of, of a Tzaddik or the deeds of a Rasha when they do good deeds? So the Gemara answers the deeds of the Tzaddik because although there's a specialty 
in taking, bringing violence into a dark world and taking the dark and, and turning it on and making it a vessel for light. But the real aspect over here is the idea that Hashem wants to shine Himself down here. It's the idea of shining light. All this taking this world and turning it to, as a vessel so you can bring light in is only a, a way to the means. The actual means is to bring a light. But Hashem gets a, there's more light comes through darkness. So the more we, the more we turn over darkness, the higher light it is that we bring in. When Mashiach comes, goodness and bad, dark and light, purity and impurity are going to split. There still will be, there'll still be Gayim. It'll just be that there's going to be a Mashiach. And we will be able to reach a completion because now we're going to be able to, we're going to be standing on a higher stage. We're going to be more refined people. We'll be able to reach higher. And we will, and we're, and we will be able to, um, and we'll be able to do good and just solely bring in light into this world and a much higher light. And that's why the time of Mashiach is still considered part of this world. It's still considered part of the world that we're supposed to of action. And it's not yet the time that we reap that we reap um, that we reap the, ben- the rewards. And in this time of Mashiach is when a person is going to be able to finally reach his potential, as we spoke before. He's been able to get as high as you could get through your own work and with whatever tools Hashem gives you, that we will be able to reach in this time of Mashiach. And then we're going to continue in climbing to, to the completion of what human could, could be. Then, there's going to be a time, come the time that Hashem is going to take away all um, the impurities will be totally taken away from that in the world and since there's no purities there's no distractions there's nothing the whole world will be in a higher realm so over here finally we'll be able to reach to a much higher form than we could by ourselves it will be a complete the completion of how Hashem wanted it to be and since our service won't really mean much about it because we can't, we already did whatever we could. That's why it says when Mashiach, when in the Elam Haba, Mitzvah's that there's not going to be any, Elam Haba, that there's not going to be any Mitzvah. Since there's not going to be anywhere to be climbing to, there's no reason to be doing anything, but rather, uh, but rather you have this idea of that the Yidin are going to be sitting together with, the Tzaddikim are going to be sitting with crowns on their heads, and enjoying the rays of the Shekinah to point for another class, for another time, what that is. But that, in there, is, explains what is this time of Tzviyah what's going to happen at that time. So, we explained till here that, that when Mashiach comes, we're going to reach, we're going to reach a, our potential and be able to get to the fullest potential that we could reach by ourselves. And when Mashiach comes, we're going to go to a much higher form of some, a, a, a sort of a reward of what Hashem wants. That's all in the reward. What about in our knowledge of Hashem? So that's what we ask about how we're going to know. Now, in order to understand how, um, revelations of godliness and all that, we have to, there's an easy way. It says in a passage, from my, from my flesh I could see godliness. 
And, and the, in Gemara it says that just like Hashem fills the world, so too a soul fills the body. So let's look at our soul and try to understand what it is, the different stages of what we're going to, how we can understand the world. Now, we have life. We have four different forms of life in our in ourselves. The soul gives us life, so we're going to talk about the soul as a life form. There's one that it, that it transfers into every aspect of the body to allow it to do its thing. It literally gets enclosed in the body and it gives it that our hands should be able to move, that the eye that has ability to see should actually see, that the feet should be able to walk, etc. Then there is this idea of will. It just wants to do. And that's also a life form. It dictates what should happen, but it doesn't tell you, it doesn't come into your finger to, to, to it doesn't really care about your hand. It tells your hand, you should move, so your hand moves, but it doesn't come into it. Higher than all those two ideas is the actual soul. If it's a life form, then it has life. It itself is a soul. It's something totally above that. Now, since we have a physical body that is physical and it blocks what we what we um, could see and what we could uh, um, what we could, the concept that we could reach so the we can't see what the what the soul is we don't even know what the soul is not even the parts that that, that dictate how it is going to be how our life moves we can't even feel it we have no clue what it is but we know it exists why? because we see our hand moving we know that this exists so you're able to feel the existence of it and godliness is also this idea. There's many, many different different levels in this, but we're going to put it down into three levels. There's the idea of God coming into this world and dictating everything of this world, known in the words of Siddhis and Kabbalah as a that fills this world. Then there is how he comes through this world, but he doesn't really attach himself to this world. And that's Seyed Kalam, he's surrounding, he's just over here, he's like surrounding, like the world that just surrounds and it it could make miracles because it doesn't really care much about how the world runs. And then there's God himself. There's the atmos, the essence of God himself. Now, just like we can't tell that what our, we don't know what, what that there is, what our soul is, but we know that it exists. So too, if you look into it, you'll be able to see godliness in the world. But it doesn't mean that you know what the godliness that is in the world. It says, the Look up on high and you'll see who created it. If you actually look and you contemplate in it, you'll see that there's a godliness. You have to think about it for a few minutes. But you could see that there's a god. god and But we have no clue what it is. In Gan Eden, afterlife, we don't have a body. So over there, they're able to understand what the essence of this power is, in the Malachal, and what the essence of godliness is that fills the world and does it. In the time of Mashiach, our, our forms are going to be refined, and we're going to be, as we said before, higher than, uh, than how other, either like other nations, even higher than that. So over there, we're going to be revealed, we're going to be able to see how God surrounds the world. He saved the world to the, the form of God surrounding. And when the, the difference between that and when the resurrection of the dead is going to be that over there, there's going to be a revelation of the essence of Hashem. Now, that's today's class. Another time we'll go through exactly what is going to happen, who's going to wake up, and how we're going to wake up. Um, that's a subject for another class.